The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of a series titled How to Have Unexpected Income, a really, really great practical book written by the Unity Minister, the Reverend John Walcott Adams. Uh, we've been going along teaching the book a couple of chapters at a time and working with the prayer treatment. And what I've asked everyone who is listening to this show to do is to make sure that you actually have the book, that you actually purchase the book and work with the prayer treatment that's in the book. I believe it's page 20 and 21 uh, a couple of times daily in the morning and the evening and if you have the book or you're traveling around or you type it out or whatever you need to do to make that process work, work with it because we're in a, a mental conditioning process, ch- shifting, changing how we view prosperity, how we view our relationship to prosperity and how we view our connection to the source of all good that we call God. It's a very powerful book, and we're going to be studying a couple of chapters today, chapters 10 and 11. But before we do that, um, I wanted to share something from a, um, a periodical that comes uh, out of the organization I work with, the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Uh, and the periodical is Daily Inspiration for Better Living. 
daily inspiration for better living. It's a bi-monthly periodical. It comes out every two months and we read it in our churches daily, similar to how unity reads the daily word or the centers for spiritual living read the science of mind. Anyway, uh, on Monday, May 9th, uh, the author wrote be an abundance insider. And I just want to share this before we actually get into the book, because it's saying some of the same things. It states an abundance insider knows and practices the principles of the law of abundance. An insider knows that the universe provides more than enough for everyone. An abundance insider practices creating and sharing all of the unlimited goodness that is available in the universe. An abundance insider knows that there is no lack and no scarcity of any good thing. The law of abundance states that the universe is filled with abundance. It's that simple. Granted, simple may not always be easy, especially when we see when what we see appears to be scarcity. So in this thinking universe where I live, move and have my being, I work to create abundance with my thoughts. I think abundance. I pray abundance. I practice abundance. I give in abundance and the universe supplies abundance in the form I need. And so it is. So that's just a statement that I think that's really good. And this is why daily practice, daily working with principle, shifting the mind, shifting the mind, shifting the mind away from appearances, from the uh, the the input of the five senses and focusing on truth is such a powerful practice in the demonstration of our spiritual potential. So this is just something that I wanted to share. Um, I'm sure you can go to uh, ufbl.org to um, get more information around it, or if you had some other questions about um, uh, getting a daily inspiration for better living, you can call also uh, 877-252-8173. 877-252-8173. And again, um, I'm looking on the back of this form here. It says ufbl.org forward slash about forward slash daily uh, hyphen inspiration forward slash. So, all right. So let's get to the book. So we're now in chapter 10. Share the good. And again, we're working with the with the part of the book that's really basically breaking down the prayer treatment. So we just need to be uh, mindful that that's actually what we're doing. It states, I bless all others who are using this prayer treatment for unexpected income. I know we are all prospering together in every good way, and we share the good we receive. So the author goes on to say, blessing people is the same as blessing things. There is no way of knowing how many people are using the prayer treatment for unexpected income each day. However, you may be assured that the number they number in the thousands and increase daily. And I hope because of this show, more people are using it. Think for a moment about that kind of power. 10,000 people multiply the power of what you do at least 10,000 times. Again, you know, I love it in the book of Psalms when it says, uh, you know, a thousand can fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Now, that's just one you in that consciousness. Now, what if you're connecting to a whole bunch of other people in that consciousness? It's basically uh, allowing yourself to be in such divine uh, flow and intention 
that when you are thinking in alignment with this universal good, that which is expected and unexpected uh, starts to show up. It starts to come into your space. It starts to uh, form and shape in new and fabulous ways in, in what we call or as what we call prosperity, health, well-being and blessings. All right. OK, so he goes on to say on the next page, as you send out your blessings to everyone using the prayer treatment, they're doing the same for you, multiplying the activity that gathers around increasing energy. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name. Name biblically means nature. What is the nature uh, of of Jesus Jesus and every individual? Absolute good from the standpoint of not the human personality, but the Christ essence, the spiritual being within every individual. Now, a person can be doing some crazy stuff, but it has nothing to do with their spiritual nature. Spiritual nature and human behavior are two totally different things. So as you are working with the prayer treatment, you know, we will say that the the God in you is connecting with the God in the other individuals because it's all oneness. When I mean connecting, I mean conscious oneness. So it goes on to say the energy is love. Therefore, blessing others is giving love to them and spreads love all over the planet. Now. So when I bless others, I am in the space of of imparting good to another individual. I'm calling forth the goodness of God, the truth of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the prosperity of God, the life of God into a particular experience. You know, this is why Ernest Holmes, the paraphrase, Ernest Holmes, the founder of uh, what is now the Centers for Spiritual Living, Religious Science, Science of Mind, wrote that truth known uh, here is truth known everywhere. That's a paraphrase, not a direct quote. The point he was making is you don't have to be in someone's physical space to recognize truth for them. And if you can recognize truth where you are, truth will be recognized where they are. Because truth is truth. And if truth, God, spirit is omnipresent, and it is, that means my realization of truth here is the same realization of truth in Australia. And I'm in Chicago right now. It doesn't make a difference because God doesn't know anything about, when I say doesn't know anything about him using that as limited metaphorical language, time or space, meaning that God, God or spiritual principle does not function in what we call time and space or limitation for that matter. All right, let's get to the book. Love is the great mega force of the universe and the fulfilling energy that works miracles. So as we open ourselves up by praying for others and blessing others, we're opening ourselves up to the divine flow of love. Now, love is one of the spiritual gifts that all people have. It's a spiritual gift. It's the idea and divine mind of universal oneness. You know, it, it's, it's the power of attraction. It's the great harmonizer. Where love is, harmony is. You can bet your bottom dollar that when you see chaos and in harmony, love is not 
really consciously present and being demonstrated at any decent level. So as you love, you bless, and as you love, you're harmonizing, as you love, you're radiating out what you want to attract back into your space. As you love, you are functioning uh, uh, as tender compassion and cooperation. You know, as you love, you're showing forth the peace of God. As you love, you're not bumping heads. You're you're non-resistant, not non-resistant as a floor mat, non-resistant in a way that says it doesn't make a difference what energy you're trying to bring towards me. I'm staying in love. And again, a thousand can fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Back, Back to the book. Next paragraph. Blessing everyone is a demonstration of unselfishness. It is also an expanding activity of the mind and helps more than you realize to avoid placing limitation limitations on the good that can come to you. So we just stop blessing people. You know, take the next day or so, 24 hours or, you know, or so. And just mentally, as you people walk past you, bless them. God bless you. People that you know, if you're in the midst of a conversation, God bless you. And, you know, it's kind of funny when you do this because people are so um, PC now that when you say God bless you, people don't know how to respond to it. You know, if I'm taking care of some of my, you know, personal business and I'll say, you know, I get off the phone or I'm at the bank teller or something like that when I'm finished. Thank you so much. God bless you. And they don't know what to say because obviously, you know, some of those situations and circumstances are non-religious. But I'm not trying to be religious. I'm just saying, God bless you. Because I want to bless that individual and I want to be a blessing. You know, I say it to people in uh, family members. I say it at work. Obviously, I'm in the church business. But it's even kind of funny when even in on the phone or in person with people in church, Church people tend to take it, but when you talk to vendors and things of that nature, it's kind of funny because when it's or people we have business relationships with, when you tell people God bless you, it throws them off because they're just not used to that type of language. See how it would work just to add it to your vocabulary, the statement, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Every time you say thank you, God bless you. See how it works because Make it make it something that you're conscious of. I'm really saying and really mean, God bless you. Instead of just getting off the phone with people, it was good talking to you. You take care now. God bless you. There's so many ways we can just put it in there. You know, you know, well, you know, I realize some people out there, you know, agnostic or atheist, and that's fine. You know how to clash with somebody if they don't want to accept it. Don't try to force them. Well, you know, if they say, well, I don't believe in God. Okay. And keep keep it moving. Because that's their belief. Why do you have to argue or debate it? God bless you. And keep it moving. We have to, I'm not going to say we have to. I think it gives us a great opportunity to shift our conversation when we get in the habit of blessing people. Get into the habit of. Of blessing people. That's a habit. All right. Back to the book. 
page 71 um, in my book. Uh, three lines from the top. Except in faith that all are now prospering together and in every good way. Except in faith. Faith is saying yes to God. Faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. Faith is spiritual assurance. Faith, as scripture says, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Except in faith that all are now prospering together and in every good way. Go down a few lines where it says, by claiming and accepting what is yours by divine right, you are helping to circulate substance and the universe wants you to do that. Now, what does that mean? That means, first of all, you have to believe that it, that good, prosperity, money, health, peace, joy, happy, harmonious relationships, and all the other goodness of God is yours by divine birthright. You, you know, years ago, um, one of the ways people knew if a person attended Christ Universal Temple w- was because Reverend Coleman had a whole bunch of church people, thousands of people driving around with prosperity is my birthright license plate frames. And it was pretty cool because you, you know, because that's a, that's a conversation starter. What do you mean prosperity is your birthright? And it gives an opportunity to give a testimony about truth. That is God's will for me to live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. God's will. You know, it's the Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. Uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It's going back to that consciousness over and over again. You know, Philippians 4.19, you know, my God should supply you know, all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Going back to those same statements over and over again and those are just a few the blessing of the lord makes one rich and has no sorrow to it i can't remember that's in proverbs but i can't remember which one it's shifting the consciousness so we're in that space you know so we need to be mindful of um when and how we use conversation um I do want to acknowledge that before we get to rolling too too far along that uh, for our first break that this show along with all the other shows are supported by your donations so as you freely receive freely give you can go to uh, unity.fm and uh, click on the donate button to help support this online ministry and we can go from there. Also, I want to remind you that you can call into the show and ask questions. 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Call in, ask me questions. Let's, you know, let's talk, let's dialogue. I know you all are out there listening because I get the stats, but people don't call. And I like when people call. That's pretty cool. Uh, finally, uh, this show has a Facebook page, so I just want to be mindful that you go to the Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Let's make sure that you uh, are, you know, liking the page, sharing the stuff that you see. Let's make sure that we get this uh, online ministry around the world. It's helping people in, in, in countries outside of the United States of America. Let's, let's help get this message out. One more thing, that's not finally. I also want to make sure that you are going.
going on two of the Christ Universal Temple vehicles to get the message out. One is obviously our website, www.cutemple.org, C-U-T-E-M-P-L-E.org, and going to our YouTube page, which is um, uh, CU Temple. So if you go to YouTube and just type in the search engine, CU Temple, you'll pull up our page with all the videos, Reverend Wells speaking and guests, me and other people, music, Etc. Etc. And then you can you know see the other things. Obviously, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. Also, so with that, we're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. We're in the midst of How to Have Unexpected Income, a series based upon the book of the same title by the Reverend John Walcott Adams. Before we get started, I want to remind you that this show is available on iTunes for, um, you know, Mac, you know, users and 
a Stitcher, the Stitcher app for Android users like Galaxy, et cetera, et cetera. If you go on um, iTunes and you type in Truth Transforms or pull up my show, you can download it and the podcast or Stitcher, and the podcast will go directly to your device without you having to think about it. And you can store it or you can listen to it and then, you know, do whatever you need to do with it. Some keep them, some you know, based upon data usage, after they listen to them, they discard. But the main thing is you can go on and, and listen. And for those who use iTunes and Stitcher, what I'm going to ask you to do is make sure that you leave comments about the show. It lets iTunes know, you know, that, you know, this show works. So that allows the show to be out more. In other words, and when they start pulling up the most popular podcasts and things of that nature, Truth Transforms can be among those. So as you listen to the show, go to iTunes, pull up the show, leave comments, and it will, and also on Stitcher, let people know what you receive out of it. So when, as this starts to climb up, more people are finding out about the show and getting blessed. You know, ministry is here to help transform people's lives and the way we do that is by getting the word out so i need you all to be my digital evangelist help me get this uh, message out go to the itunes go to the stitcher uh, apps leave uh, comments on it download the podcast it lets the world know and it lets the people who run those uh, programs know we need to give this a little bit more shine. So I appreciate it. And as you do it, um, you can leave me a little message in my um, Facebook inbox message on uh, Truth Transforms uh, with Reverend Galen McDowell. You can also leave um, ratings or, and opinions on, on that Facebook page as well. Uh, I appreciate it. It allows me to let it lets me know what people are getting out of the program. And that matters because, you know, it takes a, a lot of work to pull these shows off, a lot of studying, a lot of prep. And I want to make sure that you're getting what you need out of the show because that's what it's all about when it's all said and done. All right. So let's get back to it. So the book goes on to talk about, and we're really going to get in, into this when we get into chapter 12 about the uh the tithe as you receive your unexpected income share it freely first give your tithe 10 percent of all you receive back to god the source then pay bills buy a gift for someone take friends or loved ones to dinner buy something you need or you don't need but only desire what he's basically saying is part of as you receive the blessings bless others now, i would also say bless yourself and sometimes the gift you give yourself could be Blessing yourself by putting that in the savings, blessing yourself by paying off, obviously, debt, bless yourself by by um, investing that money. Uh, those are also gifts to yourself. But sometimes doing something good for yourself for the feeling matters. You know, now hear me. I'm not saying don't use wisdom. The wisdom is a divine faculty within every individual. We have an intuitive nature. We also have intelligence. I'm not a promoter of people using their rent money to go out to eat, dance, or buy the next outfit or the next pair of Air Jordans. To me, that doesn't make sense. When you have responsibilities, you take care of them. You handle them. However, I also believe that there is an aspect of 
understanding that you have to do stuff for yourself bless yourself do stuff that you like to do because if not then uh you know life can get pretty bland you have to feed your own soul and you know i was you know i was just joking uh, with the producer about how over the weekend i went to see captain america three twice in 3d now i saw it once in 3d i could have went back if I decided and not saw, but I was like, you know what? I want to see the movie. I really loved the movie. Thought it was epic, by the way. And I wanted to make sure that I saw it again. Uh, I'm not going back to see it again, but I'm not opposed to it. Now, I say all that to say that might seem like something simple. But, you know, sometimes in the midst of a busy life, well, I don't have time to do this. And I don't have time to do that. And I don't have time to be around the people and, or, or go have lunch with a friend or things of that nature. And then we look up and we let life pass us by. Bless yourself and bless others. You know, uh, you know, go with a co-worker and treat a co-worker to lunch. You know, get a family member and go do something fun together. If you're thinking about somebody, just bless them. You can sit down and just type out a, a text of blessing somebody with peace, love, joy, prosperity, well-being, health, etc. And just start sending it to people that you love for no good reason. You're in the store and you see something like such and such. We really love that. Bless them. Now, again, I'm not saying don't use wisdom. I'm not saying use your car note money to do that. I just want to be clear on that. All right. Back to the book. All right. Page 74. I now freely give my tenth to God's good work. My giving uh, makes me rich. So the author goes on to say the giving of the tithe, your tenth, Back to God is an ancient practice that is just as effective today as it was in biblical times. And he's going to get more in detail in this in chapter 12. So I'm going to deal with this somewhat. But chapter 12, I'm really going to hammer it. And that's next week. Tithing is a conscious recognition of God as the source of all supply. It will dynamically empower you to prosper as no other universal prosperity law. Now, because sometimes when we hear ministers say this sometimes we push it aside easily quickly because oh they just want the money for the church oh they just want the money for themselves oh whatever you know we come with all these um thoughts in our minds uh but when i when um my daughter who's turning 17 this year she's 16 when she was a little much younger and i know it's not much when you're only 16 but when she was younger um, I bought her a book by Robert Kiyosaki um, called Rich Dad, Poor Dad for Teens. Now, she wasn't a teenager when I bought the book, but I wanted her to have a head start on it. She, you know, she's a good reader. She has good comprehension skills. So I knew she could read the book early. And in the book, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, who does not teach spiritual principle, who does not teach anything about religion, who is a pure businessman who only deals with this is the bottom line on the money wrote in that book that to kids, teenagers, that every person should save 10%, invest 10%, and give 10%. 
a pure money person. And the the idea behind it is giving back. Now, he wasn't talking about tithing, but get the point. Still from the standpoint of giving, giving back to that which matters to you or that which is invested in you. So the tithe is the investment back. It's Reverend Coleman would say that 90% is your money and the 10% is God's. Now, I just want to really be really, really plain with this. The law is giving and receiving. Tithing is a practice. I just want to make sure that I differentiate that. Because sometimes people, you know, will say, will say tithing is the law versus tithing is the practice. And sometimes I know that seems like semantics, but it's important. It is a way to condition the mind to recognize that we're always one with the universal source. It is priming the pump like those old pumps back in the day where you would have to pour water in to prime it to be able to pour water out. Also, tithing disrupts the concept that we are uh, lacking anything. So when you don't think you have anything, you don't think you have anything to give. When you systematically, systematically give. What you're also saying is you expect to systematically receive. And when you give back to that which has fed you, you know, uh, when you give back to the source of your inspiration, when I say source, let me rephrase that, the channel that the source is using, the source is God, the channel that the source is using for your inspiration, for your spiritual development and well-being, you're actually also showing thanksgiving and gratitude, it helps to develop a consciousness of abundance. You know, it helps develop a consciousness of abundance. So the question comes into play is, where are you receiving that um, spiritual inspiration? Uh, what is the channel or vessel for your uh, um, um, spiritual growth and development? That's where your tithe should go. Anyway, back to the book. It says, quoting Catherine Ponder, since ancient times, it has been proved that those who tithe 10% of their income to God's work find that their prosperity increases by leaps and bounds until all fear of poverty has disappeared. The act of tithing gives your prosperity a permanent, enduring basis to practice tithing is a fascinating and mystical way to be prospered. Um, one of the things that and I, I have a problem saying this publicly. One of the things that as a practice um, Christ Universal Temple does as a ministry is tithe. We actually support other ministries and organizations that we feel as though help uh, support the idea of people living a better life. That matters to us because we just don't take, we give. You know, because a lot of organizations can can accept you know, money, including non-for-profits to pay salary, to take care of their business and staffing and all that other stuff, marketing, whatever. But where's the give? See, if the organization says to people give, then the organization must practice giving. The Universal Foundation for Better Living, which is the other the umbrella organization Reverend Coleman founded um, that outreached out of the Mother Church Christ Universal Temple as an organization practices tithing. It matters. It matters. Having a consciousness of giving strips the fear uh, in the uh, in the belief of lack. 
So anyway, moving on. All right. Um, what's kind of funny about Catherine Ponder is Catherine Ponder, um, God bless her. Um, um, you know, she's in California living. I'm sure still in Palm, Palm desert, um, uh, the city of Palm Desert. She was really good friends with the deceased uh, Reverend Coleman, Johnny Coleman, and they both drilled this particular process of giving. And I mean, I can't say it strongly enough. When she says a permanent enduring basis, Catherine Ponder was of the belief that if you practice all the other. Pr- prosperity principle but then get the concept of giving correctly then um you didn't permanently give the foundation that's needed because those who don't give are not allowing the law of giving and receiving to be in continuous continual flow in their lives you have to give to receive you have to give to receive and again this is not talking about uh, all the other stuff. And the other thing was that Reverend Coleman used to drill was give first. And that that mattered because it was that's a step in faith. Uh, how do you develop your faith muscles? Through how you think and how you act. All right, back to the book. All right. It goes on to say, uh, next page, if you're serious about having unexpected financial and other riches bless your life it is essential to accept that tithing is a necessary action on your part next page bottom of the page your giving does make you rich giving is the first part of receiving my giving makes me rich this is what it states on page 77 my giving makes me rich that's a statement Think about it. My giving. Now, here's what Reverend Ike used to always say. He said that the never word for money is the word spend. He taught his students and parishioners never to use the word spend, only to use the word, not only, but to substitute it with the word circulate. So instead of I'm spending my money, I'm circulating my money. Why? Because as you give, anything that circulates comes back to its original uh, point point of origin because it's a circle it goes out and it comes back goes out and comes back it goes out and comes back when you spin it goes out and doesn't come back what you spin you 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 exchange when you what you circulate comes back what you spend uh you can spend something on something of value or something of little to no value but the spin means to get rid of circulate means it comes back and it comes back pressed down shaking together and running over all right so just try on that statement my giving makes me rich now page 79 declare your faith god gives to me rich lavish happy financial blessings now god gives to me rich lavish happy financial blessings now so the author goes on to say that you are acknowledging that God does nothing mediocre or inferior, but will send rich and lavish financial blessings the best. You know, this reminds me of 
of Reverend Coleman when um, an employee came to work for the church and he got, you know, he was in control of the uh, finances of the church, the business of the church, and booked some tickets for Reverend Coleman and a couple, uh, himself and a couple of other uh, leaders to go out of town. I believe it was to St. Louis or Michigan, something like a 45 minute to hour flight. And uh, Reverend Coleman got the tickets. She said, well, these tickets aren't first class. And, and and the person said, well, you know, well, you know, Reverend Coleman, it's only an hour flight. I was, you know, just trying to, you know, get us there and back. You know, it's only an hour. And uh, what difference does it make, you know, for our flight where we sit? And according to him, Reverend Coleman said, it's not where you sit. It's where you think. And in Reverend Coleman's mind, she did everything first class because God was a God of first class. So she refused to do anything that she didn't feel it was high quality or first class. That was the standard that she kept in her consciousness consistently. And that's what had to demonstrate. So I want you to pause and think on that as we take our last break. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Someone once said there are two ways to get to the top of an oak tree. Climb the tree or plant an acorn and wait. If we expect changes to happen in our lives, we may want to consider climbing. Plus, changes needn't be monumental. Sometimes it's as easy as an attitude shift. Life is what we bring to it. Do you have a job that seems less than exciting? When you walk through the door, bring joy with you. Life looks better when viewed through a positive attitude. Are you facing a health challenge or surgery? Get rid of your fears by focusing instead on spirit working in and through you. When you remember that with God all things are possible, your outlook cannot help but change. Today, wherever you go, whatever you face, do so with joyous expectations. Release your inner splendor and allow the light and love of God to guide your way. This mindful moment is brought to you by Daily Word magazine. Finding time for the positive reminders in Daily Word is easy with the digital edition, perfect for smartphones and readers on the go. Give it a test run with our 30-day free trial offer. Learn more at unityonlineradio.org slash dailyword.
God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I just want to also add before we go forward that you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher to my podcast. You can subscribe again, and that way you will automatically receive the episodes on your device. So make sure when you go on there that if you so choose, subscribe to it. That really, really works. So I just want us to be, you know, you know, just kind of present to that and, you know, do what we got to do to, uh, again, help make this message go all over the world. So as we go forward now and declare your faith, page 79, it states, when you use the prayer treatment, you have every right to expect the windows of heaven to open and pour the riches of blessings into your life. You have every right to expect. Now, here's, hear me. Expectation is a form of prayer. Expectation is a form of prayer. I really want you to get that. Expectation. What are you expecting? The author is saying you have every right to expect. You have every right to expect the rich, lavish, abundant blessings of God. Why? Because of who you are. It's your birthright. You know, that's the one thing that um, has to be drilled. You know, I think that was, you know, such a strong benefit of this Christ Universal Temple ministry. Everybody from the top down was drilling into us. It's your birthright. It's your birthright. It's your birthright. You know, um, you know, uh, you know, Reverend Coleman would drill that in us. Reverend Wells is now drilling that is the same. All of the ministers and teachers drilling that and, and, and seeking to get a greater awareness of that for ourselves. It does matter. It does matter. So so what we need to be really mindful to is this. When we expect something, we create the, for lack of terms, feeling vibration. We get in tune 
with the expectation that abundant good is supposed to happen to me. Good stuff is supposed to happen to me. Now, that's not cockiness. It's acknowledgement. I'm a child of God. Good stuff is supposed to happen to me. Just that statement by itself. If you just walk around just saying over and over again to yourself daily, all during the day, 25, 30 times a day, I'm a child of God. Good things are supposed to happen to me. You're creating an expectation. You're creating a groundswell for the for the consciousness of good to abundantly express in your life. All right. Next page. It states. Further, in making this declaration, you are acknowledging that God is the source of all supply and in particular your supply. He is giving or God is giving his or God's best financial blessings to you now. You know, I have a thing about the male pronoun for God. I believe God is genderless, but I'll just read how the author wrote it. He is giving his best financial blessings to you now, and you don't have to wait. See, that's the other thing. We get caught up in the wait. Well, the ducks have to be lined up and whatever. Now, if God can't make the ducks move, I don't know who can. This is a universe that's governed by universal law. Therefore, your consciousness of a thing determines the expression. This is why Emmett Fox wrote that life is consciousness. This is why Emmett Fox wrote the in the Sermon on the Mount, which I'm probably one day going to go back and teach. But I, since I taught the Sermon on the Mount uh, as a book, now I saw I taught the whole Sermon on the Mount of I think in 2012, 2011 or 2012 verse by verse so I don't know when I'm going to do it again or just take aspects of it but anyway Emmett Fox wrote in the book the Sermon on the Mount in the chapter by their fruits that there is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding there is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding we have to get that as we have the realization of the truth the truth will demonstrate itself that's his job All right, back to the book Page 81 in my book, accept the rich, lavish financial and all the other wonderful gifts God has for you. Allow yourself to open up and receive because God does not limit his supply and neither should you. Again, you have to recognize that there is no box. There is no box. What does that mean? Instead of thinking outside the box, realize there is no box. God is not limited Reverend Coleman used to say that God doesn't know the difference between one penny and one million dollars. We do. She would say it's all substance. It's all substance. And I can tell you she walked it. That's all I'll say about that. Now, the author goes on to say part of the treatment. This is so now. I am grateful. Thank you, Father. Declaring this is so now puts a finishing touch on the entire prayer treatment. By recognizing and accepting that what you have declared is so, you know beyond a doubt that unexpected income is coming to you. You believe it, not that it may come or God deems you fit or if God deems you fit. He will give you some unexpected income or hope that you will receive happy financial surprises. You know it is true right now. 
But so every time you say amen, you're saying this is so now or basically or so it is. You're you're putting the stamp on it. This is what I believe. This is what I expect. This is what I accept. This is so now. And I am grateful. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm grateful before I see the demonstration or the manifestation of this truth, because we have to learn how to give thanks before we see the blessing. Thanks before the demonstration. Now, remember, demonstration is always happening. What we're seeking to get is the desired demonstration. And I know there's some metaphysicians who teach that demonstration and manifestation are two different things. I'm not a part of that school. All right. I'm uh, to me. Demonstrate means you can show it. To me, demonstrate means some level of objectivity. You know, not something that's going on in your mind that nobody can qualify. What you there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding means just that to me. You know, I'm a martial art practitioner as well as a minister. So if a person tells me that some technique works, I want to see it. Against somebody that's trying to really. uh, uh, I don't want to use the word attack for lack of words. I want to see if they can pull off what they say they can do. Because it's easy to say it. It's another thing to be able to do it. If you say you have a certain level of skill, that skill is quite noticeable in, a, in, in just using a martial art context. Look at that person's punch. Look at his kicks. Look at his stance. Oh, my God. He's off balance. He doesn't know how to move. He's standing too high. All ty- Look at his, where his elbow is. A person who knows what they should be doing or in other words is highly skilled in the principles of that art knows automatically when it's not being demonstrated properly because you can't fake it well guess what you can't fake this it shows and that's one of the things that we who are teachers of truth always wrestle with because sometimes in the in the is in the in the giving of teaching it, we don't take enough time. And I'm saying this for myself, and as well as other ministers, teachers, and practitioners that's out there, don't, we don't take always enough time to make sure that we solidify it in our own uh, souls to be able to demonstrate it at a higher level, to be the example, not just the teacher. Uh, one of my uh, spiritual. Uh, dad's uh, Reverend Herbert Lasseter, who's the assistant minister now over at Emmaus Center and also a UFBL church in Chicago with his wife, uh, Reverend Emma uh, Luster Lasseter, who's the senior minister. Uh, he used to tell uh, the ministers uh, when he was the, an assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple that it's easier to be a presenter of truth than a practitioner of truth. It is easier to be a presenter of truth than a practitioner of truth. Be mindful of that. Don't let your presentation outpace your practice and demonstration. All right. So the book goes on to say on page 82, uh, bottom paragraph, now is the only time there is. Therefore, what you have declared is true. Now, again, you do not have to wait 
for it or hope it is real, but only know that it is. Consequently, it is important that you act as though it is already so because it is and you may as well accept it in faith. So once you realize it in faith, you make it true for you in that space. So at this point, we're done for this week. Um, next week, we're going to do the next two chapters. We're going to continue to work with this material and just keep out working with it, working with it, working with it so we can demonstrate the good we desire in our lives and then be a blessing for others. God bless you. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Paraphrase Einstein, I can't solve a problem at the level of the problem. The world's great religions tell us to treat others as we would like to be treated. Remembering that thought makes it a little easier for me to become a peacemaker, a bringer of love when conflict appears. When I choose to be a peacemaker, a loving response or sometimes silence replaces the snappy comeback to an unkind statement directed my way. The momentary satisfaction of winning an argument gives way to the deeper satisfaction of helping to create a more peaceful world, a world where destructive conflict no longer has a place. Peace really can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. 
Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. of spiritually conscious living start now for a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential tune in to the yoga hour living the eternal way with yogacharya ellen grace o'brien every thursday morning at 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs> 